Going live in five, four. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It, a film podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts. But we're not going to be critics. We're not going to throw numbers at you. We're just going to ask at the end of the at the end of the movie. So did you like it? I am Sir Square, and I'm joined as always with my co-host. I'm the God Bud Bug Behemocordal Cause. And that's right. This week we get religion and kill bugs by watching Starship Troopers Three: Marauders. Written and directed by Edward Numier, the original writer of the first film, Starship Troopers. This is a return of our character, or our favorite character from the first film, Johnny Rico, as we are in the second bug war, and there is plots upon plots, and the discovery that God is real, religion is okay, and God is a citizen on our side. My favorite character was Jake Busey. He didn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Jake Busey? We need more Jake Busey in things. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey ho ho cast jake Busey in a show I hey hey ho ho argue the greater Busey. that's right gary i'm coming for you <laughs> i'm saving you today gary <laughs> i have to say like this movie i was really nervous coming into this movie when you told me you'd only ever seen it once and you saw it on the sci-fi channel and i was like there's no way this is going to be a good time for us i was you were you were texting me like hopefully this will be our king arthur for me and i was like this is not what we want guys we don't need that I'm I'm so excited. This might be my King Arthur. Why do you want that? Like, why? (laughs) I suffered so much that week. I live my life in awkward cringe. If I could bring that to the rest of the world, it becomes a slightly more bearable place. No, I don't Um, want it. But but yes, (laughs) I saw this, I think, once in college on, like, the sci-fi channel. I'm just not doing anything. (laughs) And so, <laughs> it's I, also not another way, a great way for you to introduce this movie to me. <laughs> uh, and well, I saved this part until after we saw the movie. Uh-huh. But thinking of when I recommended it, I remember the moment I watched it. I watched it with Nan, and after it ended, I hated it so bad. Like I was like, "That was the end. That's what we're going with." What a piece of dog shit! And then, like, the more I thought about it afterwards, I was like, "Wait, no, that's pretty. That's pretty Starship Troopers. That's pretty. That's that's hilarious, actually." No, yeah, like when this movie started, it was really hard to get into it for because, like, the first fifteen minutes, you're just like, "Man, this is a low budget film. Like, this is a direct to video film," and you can tell, like, uh, they did exclusively night shots. Because it would have been easy, it would be easier for them to do warehouse uh, filming for like the trench sequences. That's why you never see any vision of the night. Like you don't see a sky, you don't see anything like that. And with a lot of just like shaky cam, random body throwing, some like explosions here and there. uh, It was. I was really nervous. But by the end of this film, I have to say, this is Starship Troopers. Like, through and through, this film is actually Starship Troopers. This, um, speaking of 
nighttime scenes. Because, yeah, like you said, we spent like 15 minutes. I would argue like we spent like 20 to 25 minutes in the same setting. Um, and the funny- uh, But I feel like once the fight starts to go, once once the war, st- or once the destruction of Roku Sand starts oh. happening, the movie started picking up a little bit. The, and another thing about f- filming it, quote unquote, filming it at night, making it a nighttime scene. Mm-hmm. Is that it's also supposed to help hide maybe some bad CGI. Sometimes you'll have like, oh, well, if it's in a dark spot, you know, the CGI doesn't really kind of pop out as much. What? Is the CGI bad? That does no favors (laughs) at all to this movie CGI. You even called it out saying that the first movie looked better. (laughs) It did. And the first movie was made like 11 years (laughs) before this one. Yeah, this looks like someone got, like, the video game version of Starship Troopers. They got the model from, like, PS2, PS3, and they just, like, transposed that <laughs> into this movie. What What's kind of a little weird for me is, like, this movie... We say this is a low-budget film, but this movie had $20 million for a budget. It's that Casper Van Dien, man. <laughs> Casper Van Dien, bringing him back must have cost $15 million. Yeah, it's the only way you can afford a short king like him. <laughs> Who's only in the film for, what, uh, 25 minutes out of the 105-minute runtime? Yeah, yeah, you kind of, like, you forget for droves of time that you're like, oh, yeah, he is in this movie still, I think. I don't know if he's related to the plot anymore, but he's... But he's there. Oh, hey, you do something, remember? It was really funny how you pointed it out today, too. So this movie sets up that, like, Rico is back for the second bug war. And this movie actually takes place in the timeline 11 years after the first movie. Oh, so not only in real life, in the movie. Yeah, exactly. But they already retconned the story because Rico, Rico is now known as the hero of Planet P. And you were the first one to realize, like... That's some bullshit right there. How dare you take that from our boy Clancy Brown? Yeah, I just remember them hoisting him, like Clancy Brown. But I couldn't remember if it was Clancy Brown or Jake Busey, so I actually got that wrong. But it's Clancy Brown. They're hoisting him over the shoulder, and they're like, ah, the, oh, I think uh, Neil Patrick Harris says, like, yeah, I guess he's the uh, the hero of Planet P. And then I think Rico's just like... Everyone's just going to remember a no-name private who was the hero of Planet P. Yeah, and then Rico's like, yeah, hero, huh? <laughs> that was it. We're like, yeah, well, good good for Clancy. Go, Mr. Krabs. Didn't Jake Busey play Rico, Rico's, like, enemy later turned friend? In, yeah, uh, he was, in, yeah, he was his ice man. He was his ice man. <laughs> the guy that got stabbed straight through with a knife for talking shit about <laughs> knife throwing. Then I think he also <laughs> shot someone who wasn't wearing a helmet. Or was he the guy who was shot? I can't remember. It's been a while. No, 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 no. It wasn't him that was shot, but he's the one that takes over after Rico, Rico fails by, you know, that whole situation. Oh, okay. We're talking about the first movie. Let's get back to the third one. Anyway. Okay, yeah. You're right. But yeah, they retconned that. And then they retconned Rico's friends because I guess they couldn't afford the other actors to come back. <laughs> no, there was no way they were going to afford Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris at this point. <laughs> So they just introduce two people, and they do this slow reveal where the camera kind of like pans to their face as they're walking out of the ship, and then they they show their they linger on the face, and they're like, "Hey, Rico, you son of a bitch!" He's like, "Yeah, we go back a long way." I'm like, "Who?" And then they show this other lady. He's like, "Yeah, hey, you we used to date when he was on short leave here." He's like, "Oh yeah, we have such history together." I'm like, "Who?" <laughs> yeah, don't don't worry, guys. They really bring back your favorite characters. 
General Dix Hauser and Captain Lola Beck are true, tried and true heroes that you remember, like growing up with, watching, fighting. You the toy about you them. The to- Wait, are you telling me that we don't know these characters? I don't know who the fuck. I've never heard of a Dix in my life. Wait, are you telling me that like? We didn't even try to replace the. We didn't even try to find actors that maybe looked like the original <laughs> characters. We just straight up replaced them and made us try to think that, yeah. like, oh yeah, these are definitely Rico's net new friends. Oh look, they're even taking the pose with the female in the middle and the two guys to the left and right. Yeah, that's right. They don't even like get actors and say, yeah, you're playing that character from the first movie. They just made up friends. They just made up, and they just gave them the same exact like outfits that they movie the first movie ends with you know so it's just yeah. like yeah do you guys remember them no i don't <laughs> it's like and i used to work for rico when when dicks when did you work for him i haven't been here for 11 years who the fuck are you it's i was uh laughing about like yeah they introduced these guys and they go and they hug it out whatever and like this is where i made the joke where like or this is not where i made the joke but this is why i made the joke earlier about um Rico being, uh, or sorry, Casper Van Dien being a short king. It's because everyone who stands next to Dix looks tiny. <laughs> this man is tall as shit. Casper Van Dien is like oh, average height. But like, I, we were watching them walk like in a hallway together. I said, is Casper Van Dien a short king? And we're like, I think he is. Yeah. Nope, Dix <laughs> is just tall as shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, Dix just makes normal people feel short. And it's like, well, I mean... That is some strong energy for a general to have. They're friends, but it doesn't seem like they're all that on friendly terms, especially because it seems like the lady that's in their life um, seems like she has a pass with Rico, seems like she's going on with dicks now, and he doesn't seem to like how chummy they are. Yeah, apparently he can't accept the fact that the woman he's dating has a past. Like, that (laughs) sucks, man. I'm so sorry. She just was not born knowing you. <laughs> yeah, sorry she wasn't just a blank slate when you met her, I guess. Uh, here, let me let's pick out a new model for you at the store, I guess. We watched Batman Beyond recently. We saw teenager dates a robot. We could do that for this guy, I guess. There you go. And then who else comes out of the ship? I'm pretty sure there's someone pretty important. Sky Marshal Omar Anoke. That's a hell of a lofty name. It's a good day to die. When you know the reasons why Citizens, we fight for what is right A noble sacrifice When duty calls, you pay the price For the Federation, I will give my life Like, it's that, that guy beautiful. That guy Don't give me that shit This is propaganda yeah. through and through And I tried to make it sound really shitty If it didn't sound shitty it they sounded had, shitty, and you're had, wrong. What are we talking about? He does like a whole song and number. He's got, he even does a dance. They got merch of this guy. You could buy a little knife. You could buy T-shirts. You can buy. <laughs> you could buy your letter opener. You can buy a pen set. You could buy a poster set. Yeah. <laughs> you can buy the costume Anoke at home to make sure that your little sons are growing up just right. I don't suppose you looked at all the lyrics for it, did you? Because I didn't. Oh, I have it pulled up. Okay, yeah. I'm just wondering because mm-hmm. at one point you said because we know we fight for what is right or whatever it's like oh when you know the reasons why or some shit yeah does that song list any reasons why are we fighting no No? No. we just we know one of of the lines is literally well all is fair in love and war so no No. they don't know the reasons why (laughs) that's hey it's fair don't worry it's war (laughs) totally fine don't worry about it 
Like, let's be real. I, I'm waiting for the Starship Troopers movie to come out in the future where it's just like, hey, do you remember the bug war? Yeah, that was kind of humanity's fault. <laughs> I'm waiting for, like, the near Automata rug pull moment where, like, we get to really the heart of the matter and it turns out we share, like, a common ancestor that's closer than we think. And it's like, wow, we're actually kind of the same. <laughs> like, literally, not just, like, we act the same, but, like, we're genetically related <laughs> for the federation i will give my life yeah so Anoke is apparently there on roku sand like I, I guess he's just there as like a safety briefing or like a morale support for the men and this dude is vapid has no real expression and is super distracted the entire time he's there i mean spoilers isn't he really just there to die yeah though it seems yeah. like yeah he is kind of worked out because he needed to be there to he needed to be there to turn off the uh power grid at roku son and he did and you know thousands and thousands died so like win-win i guess because i think they were thinking like okay i guess he wants to go over there be a fucking weirdo and worship bugs and yeah that guy actually he gives vibes when he's looking at the monitor while the bugs are just like planning and plotting around the electric fence and he just like breathes really heavy and concentrates too Mm -hmm. much that i think watching the movie immediately i was like this guy wants to fuck a bug (laughs) (laughs) oh man every time he saw a bug following them he gave a little shudder like oh yes follow us (laughs) oh man there's such a good moment when they're stranded on the desert i think is after like the first person dies in their little squad of survivors and that yeah. l- l- girl who was praying, she just kind of stops now. And and the l- atheist who has no um, characteristics other than I'm an atheist and I'll take any chance I can to say religion is stupid. Um, you know, as atheist characters are written to do. Uh, and then uh, uh, the sky marshal is just like, I still believe. And she's like, you do? He's like, yeah, God speaks to me all the time. In fact, he's speaking to me right now. And in retrospect, you're like, that's the brain planet that's talking to him. He can hear it. It's saying something. It is talking to him at that moment. What is it saying? Oh, God. Hey. Hey, girl praying <laughs> on the floor. That's what we call a red flag. No, you don't get it? You totally believe it? Cool. All right. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. <laughs> that's the thing about indoctrination, like indoctrination teaches you to not see the red flags in fact indoctrination teaches you to share red flags yeah again another reason why this movie is starship troopers third and third like (laughs) they are uh they are making a parody of the use of religion in war and it's beautiful oh it's so beautiful i love anoke and like his ability to just i I don't know how none of these people in the group saw through any of his bullshit besides the atheist. Because, you know, besides the fact that she's an atheist, there's apparently nothing else for us to care about with Captain Lola Beck. Uh, that was just like, hey, this guy might not be alright. He's saying things that usually people are, like, called blasphemous for saying. So... No, no, we're going to listen. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I get the vibes of, like, these are stuff that you hear someone, like, a religious zealot says before they, like, attack a clinic. <laughs> I'm just like, uh... Attack a clinic this... or start a very, very efficient cult. Yeah, with Kool-Aid. Free Kool-Aid. With Kool-Aid. <laughs> and Anoki pens for everyone who joins. Oh, damn. 
Can it's I? It's just Anoka giving like the the Fallout guy thumbs up. <laughs> can, can can I join? Get a free pen and then peace out, or you have to stay for like only so many meetings and then you're given a pen. You do have to leave a mailing address before you leave. <sighs> okay, I'll leave someone else's. I'll leave Squaren's <laughs> mailing address. Uh, BRB guys, Square needs to disappear for a while. <laughs> what is this weird letter I'm getting? Hey, can you tell me when the pen comes in? <laughs> hey man, I ordered a pen, but I totally sent it to your house. Yeah, I just you know. Hey, uh, Kaz, there's this guy that comes to my door every day talking about Bahima Kodal. Yeah, don't don't listen to him. <laughs> like, and I don't mean like don't pay attention to what he's saying. I mean literally, sh- like shove something in your ears because if you hear him speak, <laughs> this is one charming motherfucker, and he is going to get you. So in case you're wondering, why aren't we talking about Riku? It's because he's not really in the movie that yeah, much. He's in the beginning. He's in a bar with his friends, a very uh, a bar filled with a bunch of farmers who can't stand troops, but they're like, eh, as good a place as any to drink. You know, because they were peaceful farmers whose war was then turned yeah. into the front lines, so they're kind um, of, you know, he, Rico sticks up for the farmers, get court-martialed by dicks. Uh, goes fights, just goes and fights despite being court-martialed. Oh, he's got a great line, actually, because, like, he's, like, going, it's like, I'm going to go help the men. He's like, you can't, you're court-martialed. And he's like, is this, what is it, is this your last word on it? And he's like, this is an order. He said, I'll see you at my court-martialing. Punches dicks and goes to fight. <laughs> like, all right, they give Rico all, Rico all the bad badass like lines I'm, I'm kind of sad that right after doing that we just didn't get a montage of him like running through the front lines like parkouring over dead bugs front flipping into action yeah. we just didn't get that many action shots you know well we see that rico has like battle meditation because every time he despite the the fucking propaganda saying we have new guns they're better at killing the bugs we even have what we call the oppenheimer project which showed a bug blowing up oppenheimer being the one of the scientists behind the nuclear bomb who has famously quoted saying i have become death destroyer of worlds but let's zoom past that um we have new better guns for killing bugs and you see them out there fighting bugs and it's doing dick all it's pretty much like the old (laughs) Actually, I think they're worse than the old guns because... Oh, they were totally at, worse. At least in the first movie, you're like, all right, I don't know who these randos are, and they're definitely going to die because I, we never met them, but they were at least able to kill a few before they died. These are just everyone shooting nerf darts until Rico shows up. Once he's got a squad behind him, he's like, all right, now we can aim. Wait, guys, 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 guys. Did you guys not have it to kill bug mode? <laughs> Mine's... Mines was set to paintball. <laughs> hey guys, are we still on the training mode for guns? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the problem. It didn't make any sense. It didn't. How is it within 11 years our guns are worse? They have a grenade attachment now. Yeah, but the bugs developed caterpillar grenades. That's pretty rad. It is pretty fucking rad. That one guy jumps on the grenade. Oh, wait, not caterpillar, uh, pill bug yeah. grenades. That one guy jumps on the bug grenade, impales himself with a lightning thing, and then just explodes. That is insane. But that man died a hero for the Federation. Yeah, what was his name again? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Some dead hero, who cares? <laughs> Some dead <deep> shit. <laughs> what a chode, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. You died for the cause. Now guess who uh, guess what? We got one less guy to fight. Asshole. Uh 
And then, yeah, uh, Rico gets court-martialed. We go through a couple scenes here and there. We see him there for his hanging for treason because I think the whole like yep. fall of Roku-san falls on him. Oh, it's all his fault. The hero of Planet P is now the biggest traitor of the Federation and the man you love from the first movie is about to be hung to death. It is yeah. poetic to say the least. And then he dies yeah. and the movie ends. So did you like <laughs> No, it doesn't. And because Dix's girlfriend is now missing, the fleet admiral's not going to do anything about it. Because the fleet admiral's the snake lady from Layer of the White Worm, it turns out. So what else than just, you know, hire the man you just put to death because you were jealous of him having, you know, a past relationship with your current lover. And send them into a death mission, because you know what? He owes you that anyway. Yeah, the guy you were going to put to death court-martial for punching you and then you save his life and you're like you know, we're, we're, I, I, if anything i i'm ahead here <laughs> and you know what you know what you owe me <laughs> you owe me rico okay like i don't even understand why you're coming at me with this energy okay because i just <laughs> saved your life from being hung so where's the thank you i know just like oh okay so you did that so you can send me out to die i was like hey why are you mad rico like, <laughs> we were over this <laughs> I thought this was just a fight between friends. We usually get over this pretty quickly, right? <laughs> you can see, like, the bruise marks around Rico's neck. Just like, yeah, dicks, we're A-OK. <laughs> just holding his neck. <laughs> All right, what's the plan? <laughs> You're the boss now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like I said, it turns out the Admiral, who is looking to become the new Sky Marshal is played by none other than Amanda Donahoe, which we know from Lair of the White Worm back in February for this podcast. And this is a woman that is danced out of a basket to Snake Charmer's music. So we know she is a threat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, now that I know that's who she is, I just I can't take her character that seriously yeah, just... anymore. Because even the way she plays, she's like, all right, sweet. So you went from playing a snake lady to the human embodiment of a snake. <laughs> she's just there playing snakes and ladders with some of the other admirals. <laughs> I mean, she's just playing snakes and snakes at this point. <laughs> because it, at first it seems like she's the bad guy. Because she doesn't want to save the Sky Marshal. She doesn't want to save Dix's girlfriend, which, by the way, is yep. way more important than saving the sky marshal she's puppeting a version of the sky marshal that isn't real like they show him giving a rousing speech about how after the fall of rokusan we gotta come together and blah 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 and then we show oh it's her controlling some kind of robot or animatronic from like another room or fully rendered 3d hologram some bullshit you know she's lying she is lying and tricking the people and she's doing it so well. She's threatening to, to fucking charge dicks with treason. Yeah, and it's just like, what are you going to do, hang me? And she's like, I don't know. There's a lot of those going around these days. You might catch it. It's just like, damn, girl. All right, you're threatening. That sucks. She even <laughs> hangs his uh, dicks' secretary, who was just a sweet girl trying to save his yeah. girlfriend. She asked too many questions. Yeah, she, she a nosy little one, isn't she? I mean, we told you not to do it, but you ignored it. But, yeah, actually, in all of her duplicitousness, because I think 
Yeah, she was, uh, even one of the plans was to, like, have the fake Sky Marshal killed, assuming the other Sky Marshal was just going to die anyway, so we didn't have to follow up on that. Um, have him fake killed, and then blame mm-hmm. it on the uh, mm-hmm. peaceful protesters. Yeah. The who... peace force. <laughs> yeah, peaceful protesters. Led by one of your own former soldiers who is in a wheelchair with no legs and only one who arm. He also used religion to say that we should have freedoms and we shouldn't have to fight like i think he was religious and that was also part of the problem with religion they're like eh, i mean i guess have religion as long as you're like you know cool and on our side but really yeah <laughs> you you religious folks whatever man uh and yeah so they use his religion against him so that was their way of like hey yeah it's these protesters they're they're you know a- anti-war bullshit is is them being anti-human they're trying to kill us they killed the sky marshal what you're coming at us with empathy and the bible no you must be just evil terrorists i say that in real life all the time i mean that's really true, uh so yeah she's like really got all this evil seeming plan but then she like lets dicks in on like the actual rub on what's actually happening with the sky marshal yeah Seriously. So then we find out she might not be a bad guy, but still kind of a bad guy? So what happened with the Sky Marshal? What was, what was the big truth, Kaz? He wants to fuck the bugs. <laughs> he wants to fuck those they bugs. They show uh, the first brain bug from the first movie that they capture, the one that Neil Patrick Harris puts his hands on. He's like, it's afraid, and everyone claps. and I think it sucks the brain out of... Uh, Denise Richards' boyfriend's head uh, in that movie. Uh, anyways, they captured it. It's gotten bigger, and its eyes look like cataracts over his shit. It looks like garbage, but it's huge, and it's brainier. And there's, like, footage of the Sky Marshal coming in and, like, putting like putting himself against it to, like, listen to it, like the way uh, Neil Patrick Harris did in the first movie. And he's talking to this thing, but not, like talking to it for like interrogation purposes Mm -hmm. he's communing with this thing he's finding a religious experience oh yeah he's like all pressed against it shuddering breathing like of course my master yes i will go it would have been too degrading for the i wanted him to kind of lean over and give him a little kiss i was gonna just just, i was just about to say i was like it would have been too degrading (laughs) for the actor i would have loved it but it would have been too degrading for the actor if he would have just like started licking the brain bug (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god you taste like knowledge of occultness <laughs> i don't know just like some ridiculousness yeah. would have been too much i would have felt so bad for the actor but i would have lost my goddamn mind if that happened so we find out this big secret and the brain bug is killed after it figures out that they now know the truth uh and tries to escape and kill all of them. Shoot some kind of like psychic blast or something. Yeah, some like psychic sound blast that starts exploding people's faces. It was pretty brutal. Like screeching. It was, yeah, like, it was, pretty, yeah, it was pretty insane. Oh, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 to the brain bug. Anyway, uh, so we're back on OM1 where we're kind of dealing with some bullshit. There's some tension in the group, you know. Oh, we need to see for that for that scene, though, as it was psychically blowing up people's head. Uh, Dix grabs a firearm, starts shooting that thing. Uh, and he saves him and a snake lady. Hell yeah. So just to, just so we know, those two live from that encounter going for forward. Them. Anyway, right. uh, <laughs> back on OM-1, 
We got some, like, the atheist rubbing the religious people the wrong way. They kind of see her as abrasive. She kind of is being abrasive. But everyone's tired. They hate everybody there. And then it just kind of turns out that the planet's alive. So let that yeah. sink in. Yeah, well, there's some bad shit. Well, I mean, with the religious thing, with, like, you know, the one atheist and kind of everyone getting upset with, like, the, they're starting to, like, get on the religious people's team. Kind of like, hey, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. At least they're not being dicks about it. And so she's, like, the only one. And I was getting very much, like, the mist vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're just, like, yeah, inside yeah. the supermarket. And it's like, oh, no, you can see rational people falling one by one. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm the only one here. Um, <clears throat> very scary stuff. But, yeah, they're also the noticing... The final brain cell in the brain, just all alone now. And the way we <laughs> discover the planet al alive... Is this where the what happens to the cook? Is this what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So they're being tailed, and uh, he's just getting... He's uh, kind of done with it. He starts kind of backing up, and then they're like, Look! No! There's a bug! In a comedic moment, the bugs go... I guess, or are walking towards them. They're behind a hill, so he can't see them when he turns around. He's like, you guys are being dicks. <laughs> Whatever. And then, like, uh, then when the bug starts, like, really kind of coming at him, like, they start shooting at the bug, and the guy just, like, books it, runs between these, like, weird stone-looking pillars, these, like, I don't know, calcified rocks or something. That doesn't make sense. But, yeah, these big structures. <clears throat> um, and he's safe there. Like, one of the bugs tries to get him, and it bumps into it, and it goes, meh, and it just leaves. I just... Yep, 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 And they're like, you gotta get out of there. And he's like, why? You I'm gotta go. Here. And they're like, we should maybe join him. And then, like, the one atheist is the only one right. It's like, no, it's not a rock. It's a leg. And then, like, yeah, pincers come out of the rock. It's a rock lobster. Rock lobster. Oh, man. Now I want to rewatch that scene and just play rock lobster. The moment she says it's not a rock and then just push play. And then just see it just kind of break out of the little rock and pull them under. With a. So the cook, uh, the cook gets pulled into the Earth or planet, the Ohm One, the rock, rock lobster. lobster, and mm. yeah. So that's one annoying voice gone. But then it turns out the other voice of reason, besides Cap uh, Captain Beck, also gets killed, and that kind of uh, sucks. I like the medic guy. He's that in between. Hey, look, I'm just trying not to rock the boat kind of <laughs> guy. Don't rock the boat. Rock the boat, baby. Rock the boat. Don't tip the boat over. He fell over. <laughs> While the religious, uh, I guess, like flight attendant or secretary is totally yeah, got the... like some sexual tension with uh, like an officer from the, the down ship. And there's no explanation for it. Oh, he uh, as he's backing up as they're being attacked, the ship's rocking. <laughs> Uh, in oh. space, and then uh, he 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 tripped over her, I think, because she fell on the floor, and then he trips over her, and so they have this awkward moment. No, she trips on him. Sorry, she's backing up. He's on the floor. She trips on him, and then they just have this awkward moment where they stare at each other, and it's like, uh, I got you, and then I guess that they're in love now. I think they start calling each other like honey and babe and shit, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? When did, what? It's that moment where they trip over. She looks in the eyes and you just hear, Why do birds suddenly appear 
It's a little weird. And then weird. the ship starts falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> and everything goes from bad to bad, bad, bad. Oh, man. You know what also sucks is in that part where they're in the ship and they get separated and they have to go in like different like escape pods. One of the guys mm-hmm. that goes to the escape pod, uh, the one that falls to the planet and no one survives because I think the... Uh, the systems, like the, the the yeah, the life support system fails before they even hit it. Life support systems fails before they even hit the the, the yeah. planet. Uh, one of the guys who was in there was one of the guys that survived Roku-san. When he ran out of bullets and was stabbed in the leg by a bug, he fucking punched it. <laughs> and I thought he was a goner, but they showed he made it to the ship, and I was like, yeah, Only this guy. And then he dies like over. Uh, yeah, so unceremoniously, I was like, I've never been hyped for a dude who just got killed off screen. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty great. But hey, Kaz, can I remind you about something? I guess. Rico's in this movie. Oh, yeah, what's happening with Rico? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So yeah. it turns Let, out, ex- let's explain the Rico. important scene we cut to. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out Rico has given uh, has been given by Dick's command of a, a uh, experimentive or an experiment task force, I guess, or fighting force called the Marauders that deal with like uh, battle suits. And so, just so you remember what Starship Troopers was like, because we all have to remember the shower scene, of course, you know. Can't do this without that scene again. Instead of getting a shower sequence, we get Rico with six or seven people. You don't fucking know who any of these people yeah, are. You don't get their names. You get nothing about them. No story. And they're bantering with each other. You don't fucking know anything they're saying. It makes no sense. And by the way, they're completely naked. That's another funny thing. It's because like we have another moment where like Dix is like, all right, I, I've got some people set up for you. And Rico's like, no, if I'm doing this, I'm picking my own people. And he's like, what are we having your way kind of thing whatever and so like we cut to like rico and his squad and it's like all right now they're gonna introduce the people we know from the first one nope (laughs) (laughs) who are any of these people i don't know any of them they're not even recast faces nope don't care don't know them Uh, i think and they're like some of them are supposed to match up with their original like they kind of give vibes from the original movie and some oh well one of them we do know one of them is like rico's lieutenant with an accent from Roku-san. Oh, yeah, I do remember her. Yeah, because she, she was in the beginning. Yeah, she's there. I don't know how, but she's there. Who's the one trying to get the the flight marshal's uh, uh, autograph? Um, autograph. And she's she's she the one that kind of teases that something's wrong with the flight marshal because you find out she lost him while they were on Roku-san, and then the bugs got in. And that was supposed to, for the people paying attention, Yeah, it's supposed to let you know. This movie's got layers and depth. <laughs> Like, really, man? It's all about subtlety, and this movie hits it. <laughs> it, it hits you with subtlety, all right. <laughs> oh, just a brick with the word subtlety. <laughs> hey, man, at least that word subtlety is carved into the brick, okay? <laughs> <laughs> at least give you that much, so when they hit you with it, it dents into your face. It just breaks in a bunch of little subtle pieces. Um, <laughs> so... He oh gets gosh. his team. We're at our shower scene. It's mostly boobs. Everyone's got like that uh, mm. Carl, Tucker Carlson like 
balls tanner in front of them. So we're not yeah. showing, you know, down there. We got like a side shot of, you know, uh, what what Casper's working with, but not much. It's mostly boobs and butts. Yeah, just doesn't seem like any equality in this movie <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah, it's Animatrix all over again. Oh, we get some TNA shot for the boys, but when it comes to some, can't even get like a man button. Actually, we might have gotten a man button. I didn't pay too much attention to it. Yeah, I think we got some man butt. One thing we did get was Casper and Dean has some veiny, muscly arms in this movie. That guy works out. <laughs> that guy definitely was working out for this one. He was all covered up in Sleepy Hollow, so you don't know what he's got, but you're like, all right, shit. No, he could have punched out Johnny Depp. <laughs> Man's been getting them gains. <laughs> if God isn't real, how do you explain Casper and Dean's gains? <laughs> um... And then yeah, we get suited up for Mex, and that that's that's it. We we go. Oh, oh wait, let's go back to Om One. <laughs> Rico again. <laughs> All right. So everyone's dead except for the atheist, the religious girl, <laughs> and the crazy sky marshal. Just like that jump to. So everyone's dead. <laughs> In case uh, you're wondering what happened with sexual tension, boy, he died. <laughs> protecting sexual tension girl uh, they look into each other's eyes and then he's well, pulled into the ground yes the, the 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 scene before that though is pretty hilarious though because uh sky marshall and religious girl are both i don't know any other names are are just uh holly are just uh they're you know they're talking about prayer and god and all this stuff whatever and then he reveals the big twist. Is like, oh yes, the one true god, Behemothotal, which I guess is just they put the word behemoth and added total to it. I don't know, Behemothotal. And she's like, wait, what? <laughs> and Bex immediately <laughs> like, on. let's talk about down a there. fucking bug, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, talk bug, and it's like, oh well, maybe we should kill him. It's like a. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, now you just want to kill someone who has a different religion than that. Very Christian of you. I say without a oh, wink, that wink, was, and a nudge, nudge. Yeah, it's pretty... Uh, that was that was pretty great. That was a pretty great <laughs> sequence because she says, uh, it's just like, you were fine with it a minute ago. It's just like, but it's the wrong God! It's the wrong It's like, oh, God. no, 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 <laughs> How do you know this whole time your prayers haven't been, like, intercepted by just a giant bug lady? Yeah, how do you know you're not praying to Behemocodal right now? Yeah. Ugh, I shivered. Anyway. <laughs> Satan is just like an old empty can of raid that has no aerosol left in it. That's why he is truly the fallen. <clears throat> yes, the foil of Bug God is a product from Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> a Raise family company. Me. So Satan's pro family. I'm gonna get off this plot thread. Alright, so we, yeah, it leads them to I think it's the the downed uh, other pod from the other people, right? Yes, and he they does. Were just gonna, I think yes, he they're does. They're just going to try to get there and try to see if they could signal for help, and that was the plan. Mm -hmm. uh, they get attacked by a bunch of boogs. A little bit of uh, boogs. The little arm rock lobster tentacles come out of the the sides, and yeah, to save to save a flight attendant, uh, lover boy goes out, takes one for the team, uh, and uh, get a great speech or a great dialogue going between um the flight marshal and behemocodal who shows up <laughs> as the horizon he becomes yeah. the horizon behind them 
that was the craziest part of this movie. How like this, yeah, you want to where all the budget went? This bug was this big yeah. practical effect bug that was holding the That's, corpses. I now remember. Actually, <laughs> it does not matter that the bugs had bad CGI, but Hemocodal actually looked pretty menacing kinda, for this movie. Kind of rules. Um, kind of rules. But yeah, he's got like this weird deep voice because he's using like the corpses of the people that he that he pulled underground. So you see the medic, the uh, uh, the chef. line cook, yeah, and then you see. I think he also adds a uh, lover boy to him, or someone else. He does add lover yeah, boy. There's three people there, and then yeah, you just see them just like either like weird, like I'm dead voice of like we are the promise. What are we going to do now? Kind of bullshit. Um, we are legion. Anyway, Anoke yeah. is there to. He thinks he can be the one to negotiate peace amongst this vastly superior race and true god they are looking at in his eyes the hemocodal i think just wants whatever info he has to just of course he only wants him for what he's got only wants him for his body he only wants him (laughs) for his brain at least that's good he doesn't want him for the body he wants him for the mind Uh, he just wants his brain though he's more than just a piece of brain matter but when Anoke is stabbed and is going to be eaten, is he scared? No, he loves that shit. He's yucking it up. It's a sexual experience, man. This is what he was he's, hoping for. His song just playing in the background as he's like, like just open arms going into the giant mouth of this behemoth. Yeah, he goes arm stretched out like a Jesus figure. <laughs> and that's when Holly the true heroine of this film, grabs the hands of Captain Beck and on their knees says, this is the moment. Right now, pray with me. And as they start the Lord's Prayer, Beck, so confused, starts to starts to repeat it with her. And they go through it over and over until descending from the sky above Holly's head, breaking into seven stars, forming the crown of the prophet. Rico finally shows up in this fucking movie again. Yeah, they're on big fucking mechs. And they just like, it kind of rules a little bit. I mean, the CGI is bad, but like it kind of rules a little bit. They just like let themselves get swarmed. And then they just activate this big like electric pulse that like just kills them all around them. And then they start, then they start unloading with the guns and the rockets. They just mow down all these bugs. You boys want to live forever? They shoot the shit. They shoot the shit out of Bohemacodal as well. So everyone's saved. And what is, what is Beck? gotten from this experience who the fuck's Beck (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh Um, she uh, rekindles her relationship with dicks and then she's like oh yeah we're gonna get married and all that stuff and she says only if it's a church wedding <laughs> I got religion then, dicks and I got it bad. <laughs> I got it, I got it real bad. And then they go in, their hands are clasped, they're going in for a kiss. You can see out the window the planet that they were leaving. What was it called? Om Om One. Om, Om One. <laughs> and what and in flies. the background you see they finally de- they finally decide to deploy the Q bomb that they mentioned in the beginning with the Oppenheimer project, and just, it just drops and disengages, but bet- like right between them uh, behind the glass, because I guess they're shooting, they're standing in front of like out of the guns port or whatever. Yeah, just like a viewing deck, an observation deck. <laughs> and as they're going in for the kiss, you see the fucking like the fucking Q bomb going towards the planet. 
and an entire planet explodes just as their lips meet and it's the most romantic thing i've ever seen and i felt god there in that moment <laughs> as well, the moment i knew what was happening when they were like looking at each other in front of it and even before the q-bomb disengaged i let out a shriek while watching the movie went, ah! <laughs> and, i loved it you were just immediately like yeah <laughs> And I'm just like cheery and clapping and tears, rub- rubbing tears off my eyes. I'm just like, this is what it was all for. But hey, Kaz, so Behemakoto is like only kind of big, right? It's the tenth the size of the planet. No, Behemakoto is the planet. They showed like a scale thing, and I think they say it's a tenth of the mass, I think. It's fucking huge. That's a fucking planet. (laughs) Seeing it as the horizon did not do it justice because it is clearly bigger than that. Like, you see that its head was literally just the head, and below it is just the most massive arachnid body. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. That's that's some scary-ass dead space bullshit. With this new development, with the destruction of OM-1... And the love between Dix and Beck, Beck, Riku, or Rico, (laughs) is cleared of all charges and promoted to general and becomes the leader of the Murata program. Anoke is, uh, they fake his death uh, and blame it on uh, peaceful protesters. Uh, Yeah, well, we did that before, I think. Yeah, they did that before. Uh, We even show that they found... The peaceful protesters, like the guy that was head of it, who was a former Marine, uh, and they ha- they show his hanging. <laughs> <laughs> they do indeed do that. So that's good. Yay, us. Then right after that, Dix and Beck are married, and <laughs> hey, there's a war going on, guys. Time to get back to the fight. Yeah. What's our important <laughs> lesson that we learned about God, though? I think he's allowed... Oh, don't worry. Before we do that... Uh-huh. Uh, Snake Lady does become the new Sky Marshal with Dix and second in command, and our prophet Holly becomes the first federal chaplain. Yeah. Now you might ask yourself, what does that mean? And it means three things. God is real, God wants us to win, and God is a citizen of the Federation. (laughs) Fid is so impressed by how Inoke was completely made servile by the Arachnids' religion that she fully embraces the Federation adopting Christianity, but then making sure it is reworked and altered to stu- to like suit the Federation and make sure there's a steady recruitment of absolute obedience and loyalty because God is on Federation's side. Yeah, it's just a lovely ending all around. Like, real feel-good. <laughs> I felt so safe when I crawled into bed that night thinking just like, yep, everything's so, okay so i i remembered when i was when i was recommending this movie i was like so it might be bad i might not like my memory of it is not great and i remember like we you know even when i even if i was enjoying it like we were still like ooh, this movie's kind of bad i was like it has to be worth it for that last ending though and so i was like i was like i'm gonna shut up i'm not gonna mention it and this is the part i wanted you to see was the god's god exists he's on our side, on and our he side. wants us to win. <laughs> Just a big letter. And he is a citizen. <laughs> so I honestly was shocked that that was the ending message. 
And it took a good ten minutes before I realized this is the greatest ending you- for a Starship Troopers movie. Oh my god! You can see why when I first saw it, I hated it. Right when it ended, I was like, "That's what happens." The religious girl gets to live, and she's right, and everyone believes her bullshit. This is like so dystopian as fuck. What the fuck was that movie? And then I was like, "Wait, no, that's Starship Troopers." Yeah, no, I get it. That's brilliant, actually. <laughs> this is this is this is smart. This is really really smart. I I am kind of scared. <laughs> With how this movie turned out, with just, like, how there's a little bit too much realism sometimes in this movie. <laughs> with how some people react, and you're just like, yeah, it does sound like the way things are going right now. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's comedy. <laughs> when 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 it's supposed to be, like, a, a pastiche look at what human life could be like if it were so dramatically over the top and oh dystopian it could never be like that and you're like wait but that happened this is happening i could see that <laughs> happening today in this world ah oh, fuck oh, they couldn't no. even think of a, a scenario so ridiculous that it wouldn't happen <laughs> That's not good. (laughs) And we watched Batman Beyond. (laughs) Even that can happen. Well, I guess guess everyone pray to the bug god. No, wait, he wasn't... No, wait, sorry. He was the wrong god. (laughs) Shit. That's right. Pray to the Federation's god. You know, altered Christianity. (laughs) So, Kaz, did you like it? Um... Yeah, yeah, I did. I was, a little, like I said, a little worried because I was like, I remember having a good time. I remember hating it, but I was like, yeah, I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, it was a f- good movie. Yeah, why not? It was fun. It's a return to Casper Van Dien. Though it's not, but it is, but it's not. Uh, but I was like, all right, it'll be fun. And then after we ended, I was like, you know what? That movie kind of ruled. Still had fun. CGI's bad, but I can get over it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Squaring. That's a me. So did you like it? I really actually did by the end of like the two days we have to sit on this movie. I actually enjoyed this movie. And the next time I hang out with my brother, who is the one that showed me Starship Troopers, I'm going to have him watch this movie because this is this is how you should do a sequel to Starship Troopers. From what I heard about the second movie, it kind of loses itself without having the same kind of uh, overarching like message of like parodying parodying uh fascism while this movie was back to like oh yeah don't worry this world sucks and we're gonna show you why <laughs> i don't remember too all that much i remember i uh, well from what i can gather i think it was more of like a alien to aliens approach where it's like yeah well the cool part was like the big old bugs and we just fight them right <laughs> yeah like that's that's like all they kind of seemed to do with the second movie as i was reading about it but with this one it was there wasn't actually even that much fight in this movie. It was really just trying to hit that message about... Uh, as, as like, Edward Numar put it, uh, this movie... While the first movie was supposed to be, like, a parody of World War II films, this is supposed to be a parody of, like, a Vietnam movie. No. Oh. Huh. Because you even, you even see that with Rico at the beginning with, like... He is a little bit jaded about the war now because all he now sees is a lot of young men and women dying. Yeah, which is 
the people in the first one who recruited him, that's all they saw too. But they were so uh, taken in by the propaganda that they saw it as a patriotic duty. And guess what? Rico's still taken in by the propaganda, my guys. Yeah. Um, <sighs> it has a lack of Jake Busey. So there's that. All right. Six out of five or six out of ten. <laughs> there you go. That's where it belongs. Take it down the peg. <laughs> All right, Kaz, what do you got going on in your life? A whole lot of naps. Tired. <laughs> uh, we're, yeah. uh, okay. uh, if you're listening to this live, if you're watching it on twitch.tv forward slash second respawn. That's the number two and D, the word respawn. We're a variety streamers where every, every Friday we do this podcast live and it goes on spotify and itunes or whatever the fuck or whatever the fuck they're called uh the following week um but if you want to hear it live and unedited without all the cool stuff that tucker adds in then what listen to it on twitch um yeah we're a variety streamer we do other stuff nanzu and garden galaxy he's working on monster hunter working through the history of that doing monster hunter 3 uh, and then he's going to go to World and Rise and all that stuff. Um, I also do Phoenix Wright. Um, do Date Night with Bubs, where we play Div- we've been playing Divinity. Stuff like that. And I'm joined by Sir Squared. He's my co-host. He's all right, I guess. He's no bug god like I introduced myself at the beginning, but whatever. We can't all be perfect. You can find him at twitch.tv forward slash Sir Squared. That's Sir S-Q-U-I-R-I-N. He also does variety stream stuff. He's doing uh, Outer Wilds and stop doing Nino Kuni. What were you doing? Oh, Power Wash Simulator. You know, just to unwind, have fun, clean things. <laughs> I've never played Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and like like Kaz said, this this uh, podcast comes out edited every week, so you can catch it on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you can find podcasts. Um, and it is edited by our good friend and editor, Tucker. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at TuckerWins, or on Twitch, which he is returning to Twitch this month. Twitch.tv forward slash Tucker underscore wins. He plays a lot of chess, does a little bit of variety. I stream with him sometimes. We do a lot of fun stuff. Um, go check him out. Give him some support and love. And next week, uh, we are going to be doing a fun movie, uh... We will be checking out Everything Everywhere All at Once, the most topical movie we are doing this year since it did come out this year. Until then... My brothers, my sisters, God is real. And he is with us right now in this war against these arachnid devils. We know that we are in God's land, for God is a citizen, so kill bugs and get religion! Would you like to know more?